You're listening to the Yakima Chief Hops Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to Bigger Than Beer, a Yakima Chief Hops podcast dedicated to highlighting the amazing women in the hop and beer industry and engaging in meaningful conversations about how we can improve and and grow as a community. My name is Tony Lynn Adams, and I am honored to serve as your host. Uh, Today, I welcome Ashley Hale to the podcast. Ashley, thank you for joining me. Why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself to our listeners? Yeah, thank you so much for having me. Um, Yes, my name's Ashley Hale, and I am the sensory and brewing manager over at Yakima Chief Ranches. So yeah, happy to be here. Wonderful. (laughs) We're so happy to have you. And just for those of you that don't know, Yakima Chief Ranches has been a long longtime partner of YCH. And even though our names sound very, very similar, uh, we are two different organizations with us being like on the supplier end, working directly with brewers and Yakima Chief Ranches or YCR, as I will probably commonly call it, is on the breeding and crop management side of things. Um, So they contributed to the development of some of the industry's most popular varieties, such as Simcoe, Citra, and Mosaic, and currently manage their quality across all Pacific Northwest farms. Um, can you tell us a little bit more about Yakima Chief Ranches, such as YCR's history and, and what they do in the industry? Yeah, of course. Yeah. So just to kick it off with uh, the history of our company. So basically, YCR got its start when three hop growing families, um, that includes the Carpenters, the Smiths, and the Peralts, came together in the late 1980s with the idea of forming a new hop research and production farm here in the Yakima Valley. Um, So then at that time, um, Charles Zimmerman, or like you'll hear Chuck Zimmerman or Chuck, um, who is no longer with us, um, but was the initial breeder and director of the program at YCR. And his main directive of the whole program was to develop new hop varieties which I would say have been very successful yeah. since the company's ince- inception. So, yeah, and then basically from there, um, our current CEO and head breeder, Jason Peralt, um, who worked under Chuck Zimmerman, um, like during that time, and Chuck was actually a really great mentor to Jason, um, he now is the one that, like, is, you know, runs Yakima Chief Ranches or like is, you know, our CEO, like I said. And yeah, so um, then from there, just to continue on down the history line to kind of shed some light, um, in 2003 is when YCR's breeding program joined up with John I. Haas's breeding program to create Hop Breeding Company, or you'll hear like HBC, so like HBC 692 or 586, HBC 586, things like that. So um, yeah, so those two companies came together and created HBC. So between those two companies, then the main mission has been to develop disease and pest resistant hop brands with strong qualities such as like strong agronomics so like how does it how well does it grow you know is it a high yielder things like that um and then other on the other side too so like strong aroma and like brewing qualities um so just like really strong qualities both like on the commercial side for growers and brewers um and then so that's kind of like the brief history that kind of brings us up um there's a lot 
that goes on there. But um, between like the history and stuff, there's a lot of things. Um, I think then to between YCR and YCH. Um, so it's those three growers, Carpenter, Smith, Peralts that I mentioned earlier that own our company. And then from there, those three growers and I think like 13 other then um, are like the owners for Yakima Chief Hops. So then that's kind of how our two companies come together. So with that grower owner model, which is pretty cool. Um, and then just to kind of expand more on what YCR does in the industry, our mission, simply put, is to create, grow, and protect. So creating world-class hops, um, growing strong relationships between the growers and brewers that's intentional, respectful, responsive, and understanding that is also mutually beneficial and like transparent all along that supply chain. Um, and then lastly is like protecting our brands, which is then where our footprints program comes in. And with those three things, we're striving to just like create value, grow value, and then protect that value for the growers and for the brewing um, customers as well. And then further down the chain, the consumer as well. So, and then just to kind of also put it into perspective, um, YCR has grown a lot over the years. So in 2012, YCR was managing uh, 900 acres. And now today we are managing 17,500 acres. So if I could whistle, I would. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that's um, quite an increase. And, you know, we have hops that we're managing in Washington, Oregon, and Idaho. And then also, too, our, our team has also grown a lot, you know, there was Jason and then like Jaime Avalos is our breeding plot manager. And then we have Drew Gaskell and Joe Catron. And then just like within the last like couple years too, we've brought on a lot of like new employees. And I think we've expanded, you know, I think now full time, we have at least like 20 full time employees. It sounds like in the past it was maybe four or five. So yeah. yeah. And I think we're actually, we're going to, be hiring for a couple new positions as well. So we're like still continue, like continuing to grow. So that's pretty cool. That's um, awesome. But yeah. yeah, but, and you know, all just within that goal of mine, like, you know, striving to just really like, um, fulfill the, the mission, create, grow and protect. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. I, I got a clarifying question real quick. When you're talking about protecting the brand, uh, what does that mean exactly to, to those who might not be familiar? Yeah. So, for our brands, like, so anything that's, like, commercially, um, like, branded. So when once it becomes, like, a commercial hop, so it goes from, like, HBC um, 480, no, 438, which is now Sabro. So we're just really trying to protect the trademark. And then also just, um, so are we using the trademark, like, properly? Um, and that can be anywhere from just, like, using it in beer names, things like that, as well as like protecting the actual variety itself. So just like making sure that we're putting out, you know, um, variety, like pure plants. So like when a brewer is buying Sabro, like that's what they're buying. So, um, yeah, so we just like, that's 
all plays into managing our brands, you know, so really working with our growers and stuff to try and produce the best hops and protect them and things like that. So um, it pretty much, yeah, works all the way on the grower side up to like the legal side as well. So right on. Yeah. Awesome. Th- thanks for clarifying that a little bit more and, and walking me through the, the history um, and all of the things that YCR is involved. It's a really cool, uh, a really cool company um, with I think any hop heads listening, they're probably geeking out right now a little bit hearing about the history and all those those names and those varieties that have come out of that uh, the breeding program um, that Yakima Chief Ranch is, is involved with. Um, and, and can you tell me, like, where do, where do you fit into this organization at Yakima Chief Ranches? Yeah, so I currently fit in as the brewing and sensory manager. Um, and yeah, so like right now, my major responsibilities, we actually just got through hop harvest. So um, kind of just um, post harvest, really hitting the ground running. We've um, been really intentional this year with, you know, taking all of the advanced lines. So just to, yeah, expand on that a little bit. So during harvest, um, as the breeding program, we have our experimental hops out in our experimental yard. So our breeding plots and you know, Jason goes through and makes his selections. So advanced lines just means they're like further along in the breeding program. And at that point probably have like an HBC accession number. So yeah, like the hot elite ones right now are like HBC 586, HBC 630, 638. So those ones, things like that. Um, so we'll go through and, but we'll like harvest, um, you know, anywhere from like a hundred to, I think this year we harvested 177 of those advanced line. So they're not, um, necessarily like in that elite status, like HBC 586, um, where we've started to get grower and brewer trials, but yeah, they're maybe just, um, kind of just right at the beginning of that stage. And we kind of maybe want to see if they'll make it to that elite status, but Anyhow, so we just got through harvesting a bunch of those. So now my role will be to run sensory on all those harvested advanced lines. So um, yeah, we just started uh, the sensory last week. So (laughs) we have 177 this year to smell through. Um, And this is where we really work with YCH as well. So um, I'm kind of just doing like a screening process at this point. So using using a check all that apply ballot, um, just looking for anything that's really interesting or that stands out. And then um, we're also evaluating for like a likability, like that hedonic rating. Um, so then at that point, once we kind of get through the 177 and we look at the data and things, then from there, from that list, that's when I'll rely on like Tiffany Petra, the YCH sensory manager and stuff to do a more in-depth sensory analysis on maybe like 20 or 80 out of those 177 that we selected. So that's uh, what I'm working on right now. And then we recently, YCR built a new facility. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. (laughs) Yeah, so we got... um, we're, we're supposed to eventually, we're hoping by the end of this year to get a new like pilot brewery in there as well. So um, that's still in the process of being built. So eventually my responsibilities will expand to be running our little pilot brewery where I can run like dry hopping trials, things like that on all our experimental hops as well. So um, in the past, we have um, have just like a little like 
one barrel, like two fermenters um, out on the farm. And so just trying to do like single batch beers, you know, just like taking a basic pale ale recipe, dry hopping it or whatever. So, um, but it's really hard to evaluate all our advanced lines with just a small system like that. So yeah, so we're expanding into Zilla, the new Zilla facility, that's where it's located. And um, yeah, so we'll build a brewery out there. And yeah, so I'll start working on that. But yeah, so I, but again, working with YCH closely with the technical brewer, JT, and then Tessa Shalati that runs like all the beer sensory and stuff too. So like working with those two folks too. So they're going to kind of take, handle all of that this year for us while we get our new brewery up and running and stuff. But yeah, and then I'll eventually take it over. So yeah, that's exciting. really cool. That's really cool. I, I've had the opportunity to tour uh, the new Yakimachi French's facility and it's beautiful. It's super, I mean, just a beautiful facility. And I remember in the tour that there was a new like sensory room for like blind taste testing that includes like the red light so you yeah. can't see the color you know all this really cool stuff it's got uh if you've never been in like a sensory booth um for for beer tasting it is like it's got red lighting so you can't see the color and there's like a two-way door system yeah you know yeah. where you put the sample in close it so it's you know it's it's really cool to kind of see that um that new addition to the facility yeah and it's it's been really great because we've never really had I mean in the past it, I'm sure at the time it was like you know Chuck Zimmerman and Jason and and actually it's really cool um kind of going back to the history piece um Chuck Zimmerman has his uh, it's Jason had kept it it's like this old sensory kit it's like these jars that have like actual like lavender or parmesan cheese in it Mm -hmm. and stuff so like actual like jars with the product and they still smell like that so talk about like sensory standards but yeah we've never really had a formal sensory program and then like when Jason became like the head breeder it's literally been him I think smelling through most of all that stuff definitely out in the field and then um once the hops get harvested and things like that and are dried and processed again I think it was Jason smelling it and then essentially you know when Joe and Drew came on you know so expanding a little bit so it's just nice because now we can actually be in the booths collecting real data in a more formal setting and stuff like a controlled setting and things like that so I'm really excited because this is just like a whole new like step for YCR and things like that and yeah I think too with just YCH really um getting their whole sensory program up and running too helped us out as well because like then we could kind of like follow their lead and um yeah and just like really try to like get our program developed as well. So. It's, exci- it's exciting times for sure. Yeah. <laughs> and how how did you work your way into this current role? Can you tell us a little bit about your educational and professional background? Yeah, of course. Um, it actually took me a really long time to get to where I'm at. Um, I definitely did not, um, you know, just go on like the normal path. So um, yeah, I normal. well, at first like, so yeah, I graduated from high school and then I went to school at U of O and I actually um, graduated with a degree in biological anthropology. So yeah, I kind of was like thinking that I was going to go more that route, but I didn't quite know if I was going to like jump into grad school. And like, honestly, um, I feel like when I was in school, 
we didn't really like, I didn't really like talk about that a, a whole lot, like with my advisor and things like that and stuff. So didn't really know if that was like a full on accessible option for me. So then from there, I just, so I went, actually, I didn't quite know. So I was like, okay, I'm going to go and do Peace Corps for a little bit. So um, next, so then went and did that for two years over in Ukraine. And then, but still, when I came back after that two years, I still didn't really quite know what I wanted to do. So just moved back to Eugene and started taking some classes at U of O again, um, just like some chemistry classes, started exploring like the grad school option again, but still was a little unsure. And then I ended up getting an internship at a winery, um, working in the quality assurance department, like under the like production umbrella there within the winery. So I was like, okay, fermentation. (laughs) (laughs) I see you. This is really cool. (laughs) So yeah. And like, that's really where I first started learning more about sensory um, doing, um, sensory on wine was like very daunting, but, um, yeah, it was just like, okay, this is like really cool. And just like how you can really control like the whole, the whole process of it and stuff. So through that, I zeroed in then on the food science and fermentation program at Oregon state. So, um, just actually went and got another undergrad degree through that program And definitely when I was in that program and well, I got hired on full-time at the winery. So I was doing both, um, but trying to be a full-time student and graduate and work on wine harvest, um, was getting to be a little much and, you know, they really need people that can commit to a a harvest, um, and, you know, not trying to sneak away to go to class. So, um, it just kind of, yeah, I got to the point I was like, okay, well, I'm just going to commit to school full-time. I had one um, or no, I had like a couple years left. And then, so I left the winery, committed to school, but then that's kind of when I found the internship through Yakima Chief Ranches, just like on a whim. I was like, okay, I'm going to go and do this summer internship. It won't interfere with my school. I can learn more about hops. So went and did that. And then, um, it was actually when I remember this, um, and thinking about this, like, when I was getting ready to leave the internship to get ready to go back to school, I remember my exit interview with Drew Gaskell and he floated the idea out there of maybe potentially me coming back to kind of take over the brewing program. And I was like, okay, yeah, whatever. We'll see, you know, (laughs) like one of those things. Like, um, um, so yeah, I didn't know if anything would come of that or not, but yeah. So went back to school and finished out my last year. And I was actually, I was talking with my advisor because she was really trying to nail down like what I wanted to do after I graduated. And I was just like, well, I don't, I want a job where I can like work outside, but then I could like also come and like be in a brewery, things like that. I didn't want to like be just like strictly in a brewery. So I, cause I was still just like, didn't know. And so, um, she's like, I don't know if that position exists, Ashley. <laughs> so I was just like, huh? Okay. Interesting. I was like, I don't know. Like I like lab work. I like being in a brewery, but I also like really being outside. So if we could figure those three things out. Wow. And so, yeah. <laughs> you st- you <laughs> write a letter back to her and, yeah. say, and say, guess what? Yeah. I found it. Yes. So I've definitely gotten in contact with her and stuff. And she's actually, um, 
she's been a very big part of my life. Well, like during that time too, because she was also one of the very first females to like graduate from the fermentation program at oh, Oregon right State too. So um, yeah, so she's like definitely been in the industry like like fermentation industry in a lot of different capacities. So when when she was telling me that position didn't exist, I was a little worried. <laughs> I was like, oh no. But yeah, so then I, well, so I graduated and then I actually took a job at Hood River Juice Company. Okay. Um, living in Hood River. I was like, okay, I'll like try this for like a year or two, um, working for Ryan's Juice Company and their QA, QC department. So um, learned a lot of really good lab techniques when I was there. But yeah, I was just like, one of those things I knew it was just going to be kind of like a stepping stone and also just living in Hood River was like a nice change of pace for a while. And then I think I was like six months into the job and then actually um, Joe Andrew called me up with like a job offer and like, you know, asked if I potentially wanted to come back to YCR to kind of handle the take the brewing over and stuff and because their roles were expanding as well and they were taking on a, on a lot more responsibility. So they just needed someone to kind of help out where it was needed and then run the brewing program. So that was it. That's awesome. <laughs> that was a big yes. <laughs> so, so just to backtrack a little bit, when you were doing your internship with Yakima Chief Ranches, what were you doing as part of that internship? Was that part of the Footprints program? Like... So what what were your roles within that internship that you were working on? Yeah, so as an intern, and this is, um, we still generally, um, all interns will, you know, do this every summer because um, we're like quality assurance interns, um, like out in the field. So definitely when I was an intern, we were out in the field almost every day. Um, you know, we get, would get to come in for like enrichment opportunities um, and like networking opportunities. So um, that would be like working um, or spending a day on the pilot brewery, things like that. So um, yeah, it wasn't just like all field work, but the majority of it was out in the field. And our main goal was to look for any male plants um, out in the field. So um for those that don't know, so like hops are, you know, they're female plants um, that produce the cones and male plants will produce like the pollen, which will then, you know, cause the cones to get seed if the, if the pollen is spread. So yeah, so we were basically out in the field trying to locate those male plants. So we're just walking rows in hop fields. Um, looking for these male plants and then at that point yeah you just like cut the plant at the base to yeah it'll just like shrivel up and dry up and die essentially so it's a no boys allowed situation yeah yeah definitely no boys (laughs) no boys yeah so because the whole point is to try and get them before they can spread that pollen and um essentially you know cause seed later on down the line in hop cones so and then there was two like at times too um we would be looking for like off types as well so if like kind of going back to that varietal purity um and the like protecting the brands and things like that so just making sure like you know when we're walking through like a citra field that there isn't like an rogue off type in there um you know, like 
and that can happen in like a number of ways. So if they, like if a grower were to dig up like his Simcoe roots um, and then plant citra, you know, like if you're not careful, you can potentially, you know, for example, maybe you, then you'll see like a Simcoe mm-hmm. or even just like another like off type. Um, but yeah, so just kind of going through and like monitoring that. And um, yeah, so yeah, a lot of just like walking. <laughs> I was probably in one of the best shape of my life. Or <laughs> a lot of miles. Like, yeah. That's why it's called the Footprints Program. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. And like, yeah, so and I mean, Jason, I, he named it the Footprints Program because so his dad, Steve Peralt, always talks about how one of the best things for a farmer is like his footprints in the field. So it's like basically really getting those boots on the ground. And so, yeah, so like as an intern, like, so that's what we did. Um, Yeah, we were the boots on the ground. And we did that in um, Washington, Oregon, and Idaho. So yeah, so we got to, as an intern too, get to see like the different hop growing regions and stuff here within the Pacific Northwest. So yeah, that was pretty cool. What a a cool opportunity. That's awesome. (laughs) Yeah. So, so, uh, Moving forward to you, you got the job offer mm-hmm. um, through through Joe and Drew, yeah. um, and kind of kind of walk me through that a little bit too of like how maybe your role has evolved or what you've been involved with since since you joined. Yeah. Um, so when I first came on, um, yeah. So I moved out here in March. Um, when was it? Like 2018, I want to say. Oh boy. Um, but yeah, I'm like trying to backtrack. But yeah, anyhow. Um, so I originally started out, my role was special projects coordinator, which, um, I think, so that title's kind of thrown out there as they really needed someone to help, but, you know, um, maybe like don't quite know exactly. So it's just like kind of an all encompassing role. So where I could fit in and help. So that was just trying to, to just figure out different projects that um, I could assist on, things like that. Um, I'm trying to kind of think what I did back early on. Um, and then, like, so a lot of it was, um, I think when I first started, we had, like, Jason and them had hops that had been in storage for six months, like our the breeding program hops. Um, and the whole point of grinding them six months later was to then – run analysis on like their hop storage. So like how well did they store? So they were just running some analysis on that. And we actually do that every year with any hops that we've harvested in our, um, you know, from our breeding program. So I remember grinding a lot of hops when I first started and then um, started kind of learning how to brew on the little pilot brewery. Um, Joe got me all trained up on that. So just trying to kind of put some quality systems in place um and then we rolled into the harvest season because yeah if i came on in march so then yeah went through my first hop harvest and from there i um yeah ran a lot of like the dry matter analysis so just looking at maturity of hops um so like when they're kind of ripe and ready to go for picking um yeah, it helped Joe out with the the new intern class. So yeah, I actually when I came back as well was still walking fields um, with the new intern group and things like that. And so, kind of from there, you know, so then once we got through that, yeah, just then really started working on trying to develop out some sensory and brewing uh, protocols 
And yeah, I think it's taken a while to get to where we are, but yeah, just slowly evolving every, um, every year, you know, or like just trying to get better every year. Like, okay. So we evaluated, you know, this many hops and like, I had this, you know, percentage of like consistent attendance and stuff like that. And then like, okay, what are ways that we can like try to, you know, get people trained or feel more confident or want to like participate in sensory? Like how could we make it more formal? So just trying to get better every year with our sensory program and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, there's like stuff that I just kind of take care of every year. Like the post-harvest like grind is what we call it. So everything that's been harvested then has to go through lab analysis. Um, so just handling that on a daily basis or like on a yearly basis. And then, um, helping, I get to help with field trials every once in a while. (laughs) Well, I definitely did this year, but, um, yeah, I'm trying to think. Yeah. I don't know. My roles like changed a lot. It was just kind of the catch all role where I could help to now, you know, becoming more focused Mm -hmm. on just sensory and brewing for the breeding program. So (laughs) and and now you oversee some of the, those, those interns, you know, from the internship uh, program, correct? Yeah. So actually, um, I wasn't too involved with the interns, um, this summer. Um, I definitely worked with them a lot more once harvest hit. Um, but Rob Laurie, um, our, he's, um, I guess, he's like our agronomist. He's kind of also does a lot of things as well, but he's, um, grower services and things like that. We actually had him down in Oregon, but he's the one that really took lead on the interns like for this summer. Um, yeah, but typically, yeah, in past summers, it was definitely, uh, me and Joe kind of, you know, going out to the career fairs and trying to, you know, get people to recruit people and things like that and stuff. So definitely been involved with it in the past, but yeah, a lot of the hiring this year was done by Rob. So I didn't really have, I didn't have to go through all the interviews and stuff. So I just, yeah, I was lucky and got to work with them once harvest. Hit. Yeah. So, yeah. So, th- so then you work with them once they're, they're on board, right? Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. Uh-huh. Very yeah. cool. Um, so to you kind of in, in your, from your view, what makes this such a significant program in the hop industry or or even like the farming industry in general, having this program that's really designed to help like the next generation of the, the hop industry or, or people in agriculture kind of find these different opportunities within this industry. So what's, what's kind of your take on why this is so important? Yeah. Um, Well, yeah. So, I mean, I think, so I was actually talking with Joe and one thing that's really cool about our internship, um, and one of the reasons why I think it's so important is, you know, this industry is like pretty niche. Like it's not like, I mean, super specific. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. So, um, yeah. So, I mean, I think to recruit interns, you know, I mean, Rob, you know, we hired him on, he came all the way from Australia and then Rodrigo that went through our internship program and now works at Yakima Chief Hops under Victoria Garza. Like they, um, like, I mean, you know, he came all the way from Mexico. So like, I mean, our, 
like internship has reached really far. Um, and you know, we got even, we hired on a new gal who's, um, local. So we try to like definitely, you know, work within the community too, to hire, um, interns for the summer. But then, yeah, you know, we bring students all the way from like the East coast, Midwest, things like that. So like, you know, people that might not know anything about hops and they just want to come out here and see what it's all about. And then what we find is that people get really excited about it and they want to like stay, you know, in the industry and stuff. So like, I think our internship has been really like instrumental in like in that regard. So like, I think Joe was telling me that 62% um, currently right now, like interns that have gone through the program are working within the industry. So like, like over half of us have (laughs) decided to stay and in different capacities too. So like sales and marketing or like actually like in breweries and stuff or yeah, or just like working on like various hot farms and things like that. So like our internship has, you know, has been really important in like placing all of these like you know, interns into the job or like into the industry. So it's been like quite a ride, I think. I think, um, I can't remember how many classes of interns have gone through. Um, I don't, I can't, I don't know for, it's been going on, I think since like 2014. So yeah. So <laughs> whatever the math is. Yeah, I know, right. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, we've had a lot of interns go through the program and um, we really try to like, one thing that I think sets our internship apart is yes, they are learning about a completely new industry, but then we also really make an effort to try and network. Um, so like maybe if an intern comes out and they walk fields all summer, but they want to go into the sales side, like, okay, well, who can we put them in touch with to like start like having those discussions and things like that. So, um, we really go out of our way to just like get the network going. And I think with that 62%, it really shows that like, um, how well we've done with, I mean, I have a job for it. So like, I'm very thankful and just like, and I think too, like our, um, the whole internship too is just, you know, they get to meet both sides. Um, so like, you know, we talk about creating those important relationships between growers and brewers and stuff. And so, as an intern, they get to see that unfold as well. Like what full transparency looks like when it's going through the whole supply chain. So like all the way starting with the grower and then like to the brewer and then ultimately to the consumer. So, and they're drinking that beer too. So yeah, <laughs> um, yeah I think so in a roundabout way, I think that answered your question. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. yeah. That's, that's really cool. I think it's a, a fantastic internship program like when I think about like you you mentioned you brought up Rodrigo who now works in our Latin America um sales or regional sales manager position um you know we've the uh, the hop industry is better for it in other words where we're bringing in this talent and I think it's um as someone who's from the agriculture background getting Mm -hmm. getting more more lifeblood into this industry is fantastic and I think the the footprints program is a really cool way of getting people involved in, like you said, like a very niche, like specific, um, industry kind of jobs. And then, you know, you mentioned that in your, in your experience that beyond just being able to, to walk through these fields, 
Um, you also had some opportunities to go in and check some different areas out that might, you know, pique your interest or whatnot. So very cool uh, internship program. (laughs) Yeah. And I think too, for us, it's good too, because with, you know, um, these kids are coming fresh out of school and things like that too. So, I mean, things change too. So they can always like teach us as well, you know, like um, just like new ways of looking at things or like doing things and stuff like that too. So like um, it's a good opportunity for us too, you know, so we don't get like too stuck in our ways, you know, and things like that. And so like we continue to grow as well. So um, yeah, bringing in like that younger generation, like he said and stuff too, bringing in like that new lifeblood and things like that. So yeah. keeps us young. Yeah. <laughs> That's what we need. Yeah. So what, what inspired you know, when you really like kind of reflect back, like what inspired you to pursue this career path? You know, what, what really drew you to it? I think like on a personal level, like you talked about fermentation kind of sparked your, your interest, but what, what was the big draw? Do you think? Yeah. I mean, um, I definitely thought about it like a long time and I think it's like a combination of like the science behind it and stuff. Um, like definitely just like what's going on with the fermentation process and things like that, I think initially is what kind of drew me in. Um, And just, yeah, like all the cool things that come out of fermentation. I mean, because, yeah, there's, if you're in a winery or brewery and things like that, there's a lot of interesting smells and things and like tastes that are like coming from the product and stuff. So definitely like the whole, the science aspect was what really drew me in. Um, and then like from there, it was just, I think like, you know, it grew into just like the people that are in this industry. Um, the, like just the beer industry, well, the hop industry in general, um, or even when I was working in wine and stuff, um, people are just like a lot more relaxed. Um, and it just seems, yeah, there's, you know, people get really passionate about their jobs and stuff. And so, and then like that makes me really excited and stuff too. And so I think, yeah, just a lot of just like the excitement and the people like surrounding, like, you know, the work that we do and stuff is like really kind of, I think what's like drives me a lot and stuff and like want, you know, like makes me excited to be like a part of all this. So yeah, I would say, um, it definitely was like, you know, took a while, but, um, you know, to kind of really like think about it. Cause I think before I had considered going into food science, I was like looking at going into like forensic science, like totally like opposite. Um, like I was like going more down, like the chemistry, forensic science route. And then totally once I got that job at the winery, like it just like everything just kind of switched. And like, um, yeah, I think it's, you know, I would say now, um, really just to, I think working in hops, like it is, you know, we keep going back to like how niche this is and stuff. And it is just like, it's just so cool to be a part of this and like to be doing what we're doing. And so, yeah, I think really pursuing it. And I kind of like, I never thought that I would be like the type of person that was really career driven. I was just like, okay, like, you know, it took me a while to get here. Like, so I was just like, before I was like, okay, I'll figure out what I want to do. And then I'll just like have a job where I could make money so I could travel a lot or do whatever and stuff. But like now, like, um, with just like 
being in the role that I'm in, like I'm taking steps to like, you know, better myself in my career and things like that. Um, I see people around me doing that within like their positions and stuff like that. Like, um, Joe Katrin, my colleague, like he just finished his master's like a couple years ago and, and still working full time at YCR and stuff like that and stuff. So like that was like a step into like bettering like his current role and things like that. And so, you know, starting to like expand more and take like classes on sensory and things like that and stuff and just like really trying to like stay competitive in my role and things like that really get in there and get excited about it and part of that too as well like you know just like bettering myself within my position yeah um but I think just too like smelling I like at the root of it too like doing all this sensory and just like smelling through a product and like um discussing it about it and so I never thought like I don't know that you could have a career doing this but it, I do get joy out of it and stuff and I can see how excited other people get too. And I think now, yeah, like I still really love the sciencey part of it and getting, collecting all the data and stuff like that. But I think just having, you know, a lot of just like fun, excited people around you too, like, you know, makes me really happy, you know, that I have chosen to pursue this career and stuff And that. Like, I mean, I think since the, I did the internship and then I'm now in this role, I could just tell, you know, that people get really excited about Hobbs and Beer. And yeah. So, yeah. So. It's, so, it's so true. I was like, I, I, you know, I was thinking about you, you coming on the show and I was like, there are be people who are listening to this who are like, she has the coolest job. You, I mean, like you have just a really <laughs> cool job. I mean, it's so, it's so interesting where you're getting this balance of, of hops and then how do those those hops perform in beer but I really I, I really like the point that you brought up about the people um you know I relate to that on a lot of levels of just the people in this industry like it's a work hard yeah play hard situation <laughs> yeah. but I mean people are, are out here busting and, and and working really hard but having so much fun and like you said everyone's laid back really um happy with what they're doing i think it's because you know people can feel the connection from uh from grower to brewers and and also it's just like you're making a really cool product and there's just like so much innovation involved like all the work that you're doing it's really crucial it's like to the end consumer what trace it all the way back it's super important but it's just like a very fascinating process to get this product um there but yeah people are just having fun out here yeah, <laughs> working, yeah. working hard but having fun yeah no i like it people aren't taking themselves like too seriously yeah. so it's a good is, crowd it's a good community for sure yeah and well it's just nice too because like we're dealing with like a dynamic product so you know like every year there's like new surprises and things like that um so you know we're growing like mosaic and citra and simcoe as consistently as we can and stuff but you know i mean it still is dynamic and you know so it, there's variation year to year which also keeps us on our toes which is like nice too so it's like not every year is the same so we right. do get variety yeah. so that's also that's, nice. that's such a good point like never like each year will never be the same as yeah. it was the year before that's really it is really cool to think about it on, on that part um, so, so what's your favorite part about working in this role and in this area of the hop industry? Yeah. Oh boy. Um, yeah. So I guess, honestly, I get really jazzed, um, definitely around harvest time. It's such a, it's very stressful, but it is like a labor of love during that time. Like we're all like working towards the same goal. So like, honestly, harvest is probably one of my favorite times. And then to just like 
getting the chance to go out um, into our breeding plots and smell all the hops that are growing out there. And then, you know, you can go out there too and they'll change. So if harvest is typically towards the end of August to the end of September, you know, you can go out and smell the same hop and it will be different in like a week and things. And so I think harvest time is definitely probably one of my favorite times. Um, which yeah, anyone listening to this, you are definitely more than welcome to come on out to the Yakima Valley during harvest. And, um, yeah, yeah. (laughs) It's like Christmas. Yeah, for sure. (laughs) Yeah. And yeah, we're always happy to take people out into like our breeding plots and things like that. So, um, but yeah, I mean, everybody's just working really hard mm-hmm. and it's like all like, you know, for the same goals and things. And um, yeah, so I would definitely say harvest. harvest yeah. yeah. <laughs> I experienced my first hop harvest this year and wow. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it is. It's like this uh, really intense time period because it's very short. I mean, yeah. it's like one month um, and all this preparation that goes into it for the other 11 months out of the year and then here it is uh very cool though so i i i have to agree on that (laughs) from from my perspective (laughs) um so you you know you are working to develop this experimental hop program you know you're contributing to working on this experimental hop program working with one of the most significant breeding companies in the industry have you experienced any challenges in this crucial role yeah, uh, definitely. Um, so I would say, honestly, I think a lot of it when I was like stepping into this role was like more on my end was like the challenge. So maybe just really feeling like I didn't measure up or yeah, just was kind of like me getting in my own way. Um, you know, I was, when I got hired, I was like pretty nervous about taking over the little the brewing portion um and you know we're not even a commercial brewery we're not selling the beer but still like you know like going back to harvest a lot of brewers come through and like taste this beer to um see how the hops feature in the beer you know and so i think yeah one of the biggest challenge for me to get over was not feeling like i was like fit for this role um and i think um I kind of just got to the point where I was just like, okay, Ashley, you don't know what you don't know, and that's okay. Um, They hired you for a reason, so um, you got this. And just kind of like realizing like, you know, there's so many resources out there. Um, So I think kind of once I got over that, it was like, you know, then I wasn't so afraid to just like ask people for like, you know, we have all these brewers coming through during harvest. There's a real good opportunity right there for them to taste my beer and then get actual like feedback and, you know, and not be scared about, um, you know, them, you know, maybe saying, you know, some negative or, you know, like giving some, I don't want to say negative, but or constructive feedback, you know, and just like being like, okay, this is how you grow, you know, and things like that and stuff too. So I think that was probably within like this crucial role. And I sometimes, you know, like I, I still kind of feel like that, but like, um, you know, there's a lot of good people in place. Um, like I mentioned, like Tiffany Petra, um, sensory manager at YCH. And like, I actually, I don't want to embarrass her, but I call her like my sensory sensei sometimes. <laughs> Cause she like, sometimes I just like, you know, she got that whole program up and running up at YCH. And so like, 
just like I can like fall back on her like if I need to. So there's like and like even with like Tessa and JT and then like Blaze and like all these folks at YCH, mm-hmm. you know, are a really great resource. And then brewers too, you know, so um, they kind of helped me just to like overcome that challenge and like grow into this role. So, but yeah, I think kind of just getting over that initial like oh no I'm like out of my league here just like getting over that was definitely like a major challenge for me so right and having to kind of like give yourself that pep talk and like reminding of like why you're here and like what you've contributed like you know all that behind there and then also it's kind of opening the door of like like you said, like, I don't know what I don't know. So don't be afraid to ask questions or get feedback, which, you know, is so crucial. As you mentioned, like, it's really helpful that you identified uh, having all the the uh, brewers that come into town as like a learning opportunity for you to be able to like, be like, (laughs) well, here, all these people from all over the country or the world are, are coming into town. Like, why don't I like, you know, get their thoughts? Yeah, Yeah, (laughs) it's intimidating, but it's just like, you know, yeah, it's a good opportunity to just, you know, get feedback in an informal, like, setting. They're coming out to the farm, seeing, like, our breeding program, but then also, like, trying some of the beer. So, yeah, like you said, so it's just like, okay, what do you think? You know, yeah, trying to get some of that feedback so I could improve and, yeah, and start to get that confidence, you know, so, yeah. That's awesome. That's out of everything in your professional or, or even personal experiences, what are what are you most proud of? Um, yeah, so let me think. Um, I feel like I've been around for a while. <laughs> but yeah, um, so I actually um, just finished the um, Applied Sensory and Consumer Program at UC Davis. So I um, went through that. It was a year-long certificate program, actually. Um this one of the last classes was during harvest so that was like a really like I was like oh boy okay um (laughs) that's hard work yeah that's hard work (laughs) yeah so like I'm just yeah proud to finish that and like now I too like and I feel just like a little sense of relief after getting through that um so I am really proud of it because now I do like going back to to your previous question like like going through that I feel more confident um, as like the sensory manager too. So, um, proud that I was able to accomplish that, especially <laughs> doing that during harvest. No small um, feet. Yeah. No small feet. <laughs> um, and then too, just like within this role, like, um, I think before the pandemic, when we had brewers coming out, I had brewed, um, a beer with, um, HBC 692. So Talus, um, and I got some really awesome feedback um, that, like, m- the beer was just, like, a really good representative of 692. And, like, I don't know. So um, it was Vinny from Russian River. Oh. So I don't – so having, like, brewers, um, you know, of that caliber really compliment my beer is, like, you know, a proud and shining moment. Yeah. No, for sure. <laughs> yeah. yeah Totally. Um, and just like very validating and things. Um, but yeah, I think too, um, I did eventually now too, when I first started working, um, I was able to get in grad school. So I am doing that as well too. So eventually once I get through that too, that'll be another good like moment for me. But yeah, I mean, there's just been like, even just like, um, 
something I'm really proud of that just happened this week. Um, we had a total of 20 Yakima Chief Ranch's employees evaluate. So they participated in sensory panel and we've never had that before. So just even hitting like that record number, 20, <laughs> 20 people, like, um, I'm just like, so I'm also very just proud of how far along, like our sensory programs come. And, you know, it's, it's not just me too. It's like the, our whole employees and, you know, folks at YCH too, like helping that along. So, um, yeah, so professionally very <laughs> proud of like, there's some like different moments in there, but yeah, I'm kind of too. And I'm excited to see like, where we'll go next for sure so yeah those i mean those are all great accomplishments when i think about like the education certification and also you know making sure that you're continuing your your learning um and then also making like i really liked your example of um you know brewing a beer that was a great representation of of uh, <laughs> it was 692 is that what you said yeah yeah yeah, yeah. I, I love the way you worded that of like it's a it perfectly encompasses this hop right that's really cool yeah so as the as the brewery and sensory manager at YCR and someone that works with the interns that we, we were talking about earlier each year, how have you used the, all these experiences to provide mentorship? Yeah, so um, I definitely try to, um, so, you know, like Jason, Drew, and Joe, they have like a really awesome like open door policy. So like I've also like adopted that as well. So when interns are going through the program, I just try to make it very clear that like, if they have questions about anything, like my door is like always open, like, you know, definitely feel free to like reach out to me. And then when it comes to just like things of like trying to, um, expose the interns to, you know, like coming to a pink boots meeting, things like that. So just being like, Hey, like there's these things going on. Um, you know, that are part of like the brewing industry and stuff and try to just get them exposed. And so if they do want to like ask questions and stuff, they can do that. And then, or like, if it's just like, Hey, would you write me like a recommendation? I'm, I'm going to go into grad school. So like, and just like saying yes to things like that. And then just like always, um, I think this year, one of the interns, um, she went back to school and she's actually, um, doing a thesis on New England IPAs. And so um, we've actually been emailing back and forth and um, yeah, so just providing feedback and things like that and trying to do it in like a timely manner and just like letting them know that like, hey, you know, like I remember you and things like that. Like, and I think just like really just like always being there. And then like, if I don't have the answers, then like finding the person that does have the answers or, mm -hmm. you know, directing them to like the right person and stuff like that. But I think overall, just like kind of just like being there for like whatever they need. Yeah. Like I said, like whether it's a job record or like, you know, a recommendation or just like advice on like where to go in their careers or how to do this or that, you know, and stuff and like, um, and just like provide like my perspective and stuff. And then, um, yeah, just like, try to just be as helpful as possible and let them know that like I'm here for whatever they need. So yeah, cause I just think about like the journey that I took and yeah, like I think if there had been more people in my life that were just like, you know, had more of an open door and I, that's definitely too on me. I didn't always like seek that out, but just letting people know up front, like, um, whatever you need, I'm here to like 
help you and like, yeah, mentor you through like any situation, like um, whether it's if you want to learn more about sensory or brewing, or if you want to learn more about the farming side, like connecting them with that, or like if it's like real technical brewing, then yeah, (laughs) connecting them with, yeah, some like brewers out there and so things like that. So just trying to provide as many avenues as I can to like help them achieve their goals and stuff is like really kind of how I try to like look at it and stuff. So yeah. It sounds like, you know, you're always striving to be a resource in all things, help network. Um, And also, I really liked your point about being kind of establishing the line of communication early on. So you kind of you kind of set the tone um, for for them right at the beginning of saying, like, if you are interested in these things or or outside of whatever it is, feel free to, to let me know and I'll be able to connect you. So it kind of sets the tone of like, I'm here to help. And I'm here to get you where you're looking to go. If you're open to communicating with me, kind of opening that line of um, communication. And then also, uh, you know, continuing that after, you know, maybe they've left and now, but now they they Mm -hmm. need a job recommendation or or whatever, a letter of recommendation or whatever it is, um, being there to support them in their goals, you know, in in all aspects. That's that's great mentorship right there. I liked all those examples. Those are great. Yeah, no, for sure. And I think too, just, Trying from the beginning, um, I think like the older I've become too, it's like just trying to be self-aware of kind of what I'm putting out there. Like, you know, I feel like my facial expressions usually kind of say it all. So just trying to like, yeah, also make people feel comfortable and kind of let the interns know. I feel like in the manager-intern kind of relationship could be a little intimidating at times too. So like... Um, especially like if maybe if I look stressed out or whatever too. So just trying to like let them know that like, you know, maybe I look like that, but still like feel free. Don't be intimidated to come up. Like if you need something, like I will, I will make time for you. So yeah, you know, we only get them for like, you know, a summer, um, sometimes longer. So really want them to like make sure that they leave the summer internship, like having like, you know, the resources that they need to succeed later on. So, yeah. Awesome. <laughs> you know, we talked about this a little bit earlier, but this is a really unique opportunity um, to help teach this next generation of the hop industry. Um, what types of skills, advice, or knowledge do you try, do you like strive to share with them to kind of pass on during that short amount of time that you have with them? Yeah, so it definitely, um, yeah, there's a lot of just like, you know, like the straight science knowledge, farming, things like that, that gets passed on, Um, especially to, you know, we've hired on um, like a technical director and things like that, um, who's like, you know, he's like a PhD in molecular genetics. So, um, you know, if you're interested in that, he will share all that knowledge with you and things like that. Um, or if you want to go the farming route, like there's, you know, and then I think too, with skills too, just trying to apply like real world skills, Mm -hmm. like this is what it's like to work in a lab setting. This is what it's like to work out in the field and things like that. And like trying to also teach, like, especially in agriculture that you do need to be flexible because it's, agriculture like you like you know like during this harvest for example we had um some rain rain come through so like the hop trucks like 
couldn't get out into the field. And so harvest had to be put on hold. Um, it's not ideal, but, um, you know, you as a farmer have to make those decisions and stuff. And so I think, you know, passing along um, that kind of knowledge as well, if, you know, if our interns are wanting to go in that ag route. So like just kind of seeing like what these like real world experiences are like. And so like for me um, with like sensory and stuff too, it's just like, learning like, um, okay, you know, this is why we have like a lexicon and why we use like certain descriptors to describe hops and just kind of like trying to put those things like into perspective. So, um, yeah, we definitely, I think just, yeah, really try to make it like more real world knowledge based and Mm -hmm. skills, you know, and stuff too. Like, um, just, you know, get that real hands-on experience too. So, cause sometimes like you don't necessarily get that in school and stuff. So if you can go through that as like an intern too, like maybe it'll give you kind of perspective on like, you know, maybe what you want to actually do. Like, okay, well maybe like I don't really like sensory and stuff or like, you know, like brewing, for example, is a lot of like cleaning and things like that. So like maybe you do a brew day with me and you're like, oh, okay, there's actually a lot of waiting around (laughs) and like cleaning and things like that and stuff too. So, you know, we're not just like adding hops to the beer all the time. So, um, and then so just like, or maybe you're just like, oh my gosh, like, I love this. Like I'd be willing to clean kegs so I could work at this brewery. So, um, yeah, I think, and then really like, too like knowledge wise if they have a question and stuff like we'll do our best to like try and like provide you know the knowledge for them and stuff too so um yeah I think just like try to share as much as we can um and but I definitely remember I feel like a lot of internships that I've done well with like the winery and then with the YCR internship yeah it seemed definitely way hands-on Um, which I think is really important. And then, um, yeah, anytime like we had a question and stuff, like, you know, they were all really, really good to like answer and stuff. So just sharing knowledge about the industry in general too, because there's like so many facets within the hop industry too. And then it expands into like the growers, hop growers, and then the brewers too. So yeah, there's a lot, lot to learn in oh, one, yeah. summer. <laughs> a lot one yeah. summer. It's a very important summer. Yeah. <laughs> so kind of reflecting on your time and, and experiences, um, have you experienced any, any challenges as a woman working in this industry? And if so, how did you work to overcome these? Yeah, I think um, my my situation's definitely a little bit different now, but um, definitely coming into a production type setting at the winery and things like that um, as a woman. So I I remember when I started, I was the only female that would go out onto that production floor. So kind of having to deal with um, some things of like, you know, hearing comments about, oh, now there's a female, there's a, well, I'm sure they didn't use the word female. There's a lady here, whatever, you know, we're going to have to like censor ourselves or we're not going to be able to say the things. So just hearing comments like that. And I remember one man in particular too saying things like, yeah, we were really worried when they hired a girl, you know, and cause yeah, we thought that we were going to have to you know, change and all this stuff. So just like when I first coming in and like hearing things like that, like I don't, you know, I didn't really know what to do with that kind of information. So it's just like, well, I'm here. I don't really know. 
um, what you want to do with that and stuff. So if that means not telling dirty jokes in front of me, then fine. Like, um, and so, and, but like eventually I think just like, um, kind of coming over, you know, you become friends and stuff. And so then it's like, then you can start having like civil discourse with like, you know, like why it's not okay to make jokes sometimes or say certain things and stuff, or like, you know, and stuff like that. And like start to have those conversations and stuff is how you kind of, I, well, at least for me, it was like how, um, you know, I tried to kind of like navigate those waters and stuff. And, um, yeah, you know, it's just like a learning experience for everybody. But, um, yeah, so that was an interesting challenge. And then, um, you know, working too, like, and then going on to the next, um, QA lab and stuff and just dealing with like gruff men in, you know, in like role, you know, and like my, as my superior and things like that. And then, but, you know, working in quality assurance too, you just, if like, if something can't go into production or it can't pat, like you have to like, we're the QA lab. So we have to stand by that. And so too, like, just like, having to kind of stand up to an older man too, that was like a challenge that I had to face. Um, and just, you know, really like when he's getting upset and stuff like that, it's just, you know, things like that, like, okay, well, um, I'm just going to take a breath and, you know, um, just go back to the lab and things like that. This is just kind of how it is. So just like learning to stand my ground too. Um, and just being confident in what I'm doing uh, has like helped a lot. It's honestly, I think I've just kind of, the confidence has kind of come with age and it's still, I'm not like always 100% confident all the time. It doesn't, yeah. So it's still a learning process for me, but I think um, just like some of the ways that I can, if people are open to it, like being in a male dominated like industry, like if they're, if they have questions or whatever, like, you know, about what it's like to be a female in like a male dominant industry, I'm like here to like answer those questions or, you know what I mean? Like I, you know, we can work through it together, but yeah, it's, um, been interesting. I think sometimes too, like in the past, like just, you know, also feeling like not heard things like that, um, that are, I find are pretty common, you know, being the only female in the room or something, you know? So like to just like also feeling like I can't speak up or like, you know, trying to find that time, like, Oh, is it okay for me to say something now? Or like things like that and stuff. And like trying to learn, you know, if I have something to say, I should just say it. <laughs> so, um, and yeah, and that's kind of too, I think with the confidence has helped and stuff like that. Um, just realizing like, you know, we're, we're all here. So, um, and we all have things to say and contribute and stuff like that. So like, it shouldn't matter that I'm a female and things, but yeah, I think just the communication been a challenge and just not being heard or yeah, like, or I am being treated differently and things like that. And just like recognizing that and then like, okay, well, how am I going to deal with this? Is this a major battle that I really need to have? Or, you know, is it just one of those things? Like, so I'll just move on, you know, so kind of just trying to navigate all that. But yeah. How has this helped you to mentor other women through the internship program? And in your, your leadership role, when you think about the lessons that you've learned and learning to like stand your ground and speak up when you have something to say, navigating, um, when, when you're starting out and maybe 
the environment is not it's kind of exclusive when you're the the tone is being said of of saying you know now we have to change who we are because you're here like that's not exactly the most inclusive language that's happening right it's like immediately sets the tone of like oh okay I know (laughs) doesn't feel very welcoming yeah exactly (laughs) so kind of taking these lessons that you've learned that you say you know you've you've uh overcome some things and um working to move forward how do you how do you pass those lessons on to to um the young women and that you're working with through the internship program or through pink boots which i know you're involved with well so yeah first of all just um just letting them know that you know if they do have any questions about what's going on um to come to me and then just also like kind of leading by example so if we're all in a group together, um, just making sure that everybody's like getting treated equally and we're all on the, the same like playing field. So, you know, just, um, not putting the females in like a box, you know, we are doing farm work. A lot of it's like pretty strenuous and stuff and just not assuming, you know, making those assumptions that like, you know, this get like this woman over here can't do the heavy lifting just because she's a female. So, you know, just like trying to then create those situations where it's like equal opportunity for everybody and stuff. And too, and then, yeah, like on the side, you get opportunities to like take the um, female interns to a pink boots meeting. So that can like, you can open up discussions then. So, um, cause it's definitely a di- different dynamic when it is all female. So, um, that is like a really like safe space to like, just like say, Hey, like if you do experience anything, like, you know, like I am, I'm here for you. And, um, yeah, if you need anything, like definitely come and talk to me. Um, even if it's just like a feeling of just like being unsure, like, should I say something about that? Or like what, you know, like what should I do in this situation and stuff and trying to, um, just be there to provide advice or yeah, stand up and like be a leader in those like types of situations and stuff. And maybe kind of help share the load a little bit if they're like feeling, you know, um, that they're having just like, you know, like having a hard time navigating like this, like male dominant industry or whatever, for example. So, um, and just, yeah. And I think that's how to, just to like really try to like uplift and stuff too. Cause you know, um, I've, I've kind of, I've been through a lot and stuff and just, yeah. So just letting them know too, that like, you know, that we're all here too, is like a resource and things. And, um, yeah, I think, but yeah, ultimately trying to really create that like safe space too, um, with everybody and even, you know, like, um, whether we're even like at a pink boots meetings or we're like out on like, an internship or like a intern trip like you go to another state or whatever and just making sure everybody's comfortable and things like that and stuff too so um but yeah I feel like I've been really lucky I haven't had um I feel like a lot of like our female interns that have gone through the program um they're all like pretty strong women already. So <laughs> I, I feel like I've been really lucky because I just am like, wow, I really wish I had your confidence at, at your age, you know, like, so um, they're kind of like inspiring me sometimes. I'm just like impressed. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I've, um, you know, I'm, I got, I had the opportunity to meet um, 
the some of the interns from this year at the um the Acoma chapters Pink Boot Society meeting. And you're right, they were all very charismatic, like such confidence. I mean, just exuded confidence. A great group. It was really a pleasure to to meet all of them, and they were very funny. They cracked me up. Yeah. <laughs> um. But what what you know, as you're kind of talking through that. Um, kind of one thing came to mind, an example that I, I'm going to share was uh, at this meeting, this was the meeting where um, the Pink Boots chapter was going through and making their their selections yeah. for Pink Boots blend from Yakimachi Pops. Um, and so everyone said, like, they create their own blends. And I remember specifically, you know, you were with um, the, the group of interns and a couple <laughs> of them created their blend and you were like, go submit your blend. Like, yeah. like, I don't know. Like, no, you, you create this blend. Like, it's your blend. Go submit yeah, it. Yeah. And I remember watching that. Um, and it ties back directly to, if you have something to say, you know, yeah. say it. And it's like, if you have an idea or you have a suggestion, um, and then that, the, that blend selection, I mean, that goes directly into that entire program. And so you gave those those women an opportunity to contribute to this extremely large program that's very impactful and just gave them the encouragement to, you know, kind of say their piece, make their vote. It's really, yeah. it was really awesome to, <laughs> to kind of see that. And I, I also really appreciate the fact that you made about, um, you know, introducing them to this network of women, this group and saying, you know, maybe in your career at some point, um, you're going to be the only woman in the room, but that doesn't mean that you're the only woman in this industry. Here's yes. a network and group of women that you can go to as a resource. You're not alone in this. Um, you know, it just creates like, I know who to reach out to if you have questions about something that you want to learn or yeah. just connect, you know, kind of relate to someone else. So it, it, it makes sure that they know that there is a diverse group of, of people out there that they can relate to, connect to, network, and and build on their on their career with. So I think it's great to, to introduce them as, as you did. Um, this is a great opportunity for them as well. Yeah, no, and that's a, a really good point, too, that you say, too, like, we're not alone in this and stuff, too. So, um, yeah, I think uh, starting out way back early in my career, just like, you know, I didn't know about pink boots and, or, you know, things like that, like networking for women and stuff like too. So yeah, just letting them know too, like, um, just exposing that to them and stuff too. And it's just like, yeah, I think that's a really good thing that you just said that, yeah, you're not alone. So, um, yeah, like you might be the only one working for that company or whatever, but yeah, you have like so many resources that you can reach out to and like, you know, talk and laugh, commiserate with, whatever, you know? So, yeah. All, all important parts. Yeah. yeah. So, so very cool. <laughs> kind of on that subject of um, the Yakima Pink Boots Society, this this chapter is very unique, um, being located in the heart of the hop industry. So how does it, uh, like, how, from your perspective, how is it unique um, and how does it serve this specific community? Yeah, I think um, our, yeah, like you said, like our chapter is really unique because we are here in the heart of hop country. And so, um, and with that too, you know, we have like our, our different breeding programs. So there's like us and Haas and um, yeah, and like the ADHA and things like that. So there is like different breeding programs um, here within the Valley. And then just even like, 
different sales and like marketing companies too, you know, and um, so on the, the back end of the supply chain, you know, working with the brewing customers. So like you all YCH, like Haas too as well, and then Steiner and things like that. Um, so there's, you know, we all like kind of work for these like different competitor companies and stuff. And so, but with our chapter, like we can all work for those different companies, but then still come together as like Pink Boots members. And, you know, we like work together and we have these meetings, we drink beer and like, we like chat and stuff. And like, we, um, you know, learn about different topics and stuff like, um, and stuff like that, but we're like doing it together and we're not in that, like, Oh, you work for that company. Like I can't talk, you know? So we just like leave all that, you know, competition and all that kind of stuff at the door and like come together as just Mm -hmm. like women working in this like hop and beer industry and then um being here too in hop country it's just like we get growers that are involved in the meetings um people in sales and marketing and you know people that are you know in sensory and brewing you know that like own a brewery and like things like that and stuff too so it's just like um, communication. It's like, it's just all different facets within the industry as well too. So, um, and I, you know, a lot of us are, we're really directly tied to the hop industry. So, um, not just like women, you know, brewers. So, um, you know, so it's just like, it's brings a lot of different people to the chapter. Um, And like community wise too, it like definitely, you know, I would say that we have a really diverse chapter in that way and stuff too. So, um, but yeah, you know, Yakima, we're a pretty small (laughs) area. It's a pretty small area for like, um, the amount of hops that come out of here. But yeah, so then, you know, we get like ladies coming from like Ellensburg, which is like North of Yakima and things like that. So we get some of these other ladies from like the surrounding areas that are like, you know, they'll like talk about like, oh, hey, there's this like really awesome woman that's like running her own cidery and things like that and kind of then bringing other females you know and then like oh hey we're gonna go do this like wine tasting or whatever so like you know then meeting like you know going beyond kind of like hop and beer so like really branching out within the community and stuff too so um yeah like we're a tiny chapter, but I feel like we're pretty mighty. Strong but mighty. <laughs> Strong. Or small, small but mighty. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, too. And it's just, like, um, it's just nice, too, to, like, kind of hear, um, like, for example, like, I don't know a lot about, like, communications or sales and marketing. And it's kind of, too, just, like, being able to come together and, like, um, talk about, like, oh, these are the things that are, like, going on and stuff like that, and it's just, like, oh, okay, like, you know, and kind of hearing that kind of the side of things and, like, really working directly with the brewers and stuff, and it's just nice to, with all these ladies coming together, because we're all, like, tapped into the industry in different ways, too, so we can, like, all, like, bring different information and stuff to the table and things like that, and, um, but in, like, a safe and, like, like friendly environment right, too. Right. So we all like leave all that other stuff at the door and just like, you know, get together and like, um, I think we're all like all in good company and yeah. stuff too. Yeah. So <laughs> in good company for sure. Yeah. For, for women out there that are interested in pursuing a career in hops, where would you tell them to start? Yeah, I would definitely say if you're interested in hops, like specifically, um, 
definitely doing like our internship and I know like you all have internships too at YCH um just to kind of see if um yeah I mean you're gonna definitely have to come out to the Pacific Northwest it's beautiful here yeah I know (laughs) I think a lot of times too it's like the area that brings people um and then hops turn out to be really cool so they they come for the the Pacific Northwest they stay for the hops yeah exactly so um but yeah, I would say, um, well, and just like really like reaching out to any of us here that are working in the industry. Um, if you are going through like a brewing program, I would definitely um, recommend, I mean, like at, definitely like at Oregon State, we had like a whole section learning about hops and stuff like that. So um, there is ways that you can get other information, but I think if you if you want to work in hops, um, definitely you know, check out our career page, reach out and talk to people and see like if that's what you really want to do. And then, yeah, like look for internships or, you know, yeah, like, like I said, like the careers page, like even if you want to just like come out seasonally and work a harvest, you know, like we always need like extra help during harvest for sure. And just, yeah, see if that's um, what you're really interested in. And um, yeah, I would definitely say too, it seems a lot of farms like hot farms too are hiring like kind of trying to build out um some summer um internships like um i know you had liz coleman on Mm -hmm. and i know like coleman ag and oregon has like they do an run an internship program and things like that so um yeah if you want it the first thing you gotta do is come out to the pacific northwest and then yeah spend a summer with us and um and especially too for women going or yeah anyone going into brewing too I would if you are know you're going to want to work in a brewery and you're going to be a brewer I would also recommend doing one of our internships even if you know you're not going to end up directly in the hop industry but if you're going to go be a brewer it's also good to kind of learn about where your raw products are coming from and things like that so I would also recommend that for anyone wanting to go go on and be a brewer too like to come and like hang out with us during the summer do an internship like really learn about the hops and stuff and like you'll appreciate it that's that's a great point to (laughs) make like even if like maybe you don't want to go into like hops directly but you you want to brew um and just like being connected to Mm -hmm. like the source of of this very important ingredient yeah and which we know the brewing industry they they strive for this connection. We strive to build that connection um, and to be able to come in, maybe spend a summer where you're just learning about where the source of the, this product comes from would be incredibly valuable. That's a great point to make. Like maybe not just hop, the hop industry itself, but also um, brewing. It's, I mean, there's lots to learn about hops. There's a, yeah. <laughs> there's a lot. There's, I got a lot to learn. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, yeah, I'm like still, I think this, cause this was my, third harvest fourth third harvest and I just now like felt really comfortable I'm still like learning a lot and yeah but like I really felt like in the groove this harvest like so and it took a couple harvests to get there and stuff and like um not saying that like you know situations don't come or you know like I'm still stressed out for sure but I was like okay like I definitely feel confident now that I can like handle this and I know what's going on so yeah um so there's a bit of a learning curve but yeah I mean just do a simple search like hop industry because I think too there's 
hops growing out in Michigan and things like that and stuff too. So like, even if you can't come all the way out here to the Pacific Northwest, I mean, yeah, I'm sure you can, there's like more hop farms popping up. I think Montana maybe too, they're starting to grow hops, but yeah. So, I mean, you could just do a simple search and see like, opportunities you know, yeah, out there for sure. <laughs> for sure. Is there, um, any, you know, kind of on that note of anyone that's interested in this career path, what advice, advice would you give or resources would you recommend? Yeah, I would say, um, for resources, definitely, um, just start, well, I mean, even if you go down to like your local brewery and stuff, I mean, you could just like start asking questions. Um, maybe just like ask them about like what hops are using. Maybe just like start that conversation. Um, I mean, I guess it might be a little different if you're going to like some really big commercial brewery, but like if you're going and hanging out at your local brewery and stuff, I mean, you could just, yeah, start opening yeah asking those questions like oh where are your hops coming from and stuff and things like that um if you're like really interested and um yeah and then overall I think just um if it's something that you are really like want to keep continue with and stuff too like I feel like there's a lot of just good resources here in the valley you can really just like reach out to like if you want to find out more about growing hops and stuff too. I'm sure you could reach out to, it seems now like growers, hop farmers are becoming like more accessible, like through social media and things like that and stuff too. So I'm sure you could like reach out through direct message or whatever, you know, and then hopefully like, yeah, if you get a response back, they could point you in the right direction or like provide that resource. Um, universities now, you know, I mean, um, there's like, you know, hop, there's like, breeding hops at Oregon State, like those kind of things, um, hop, like plant pathology, like anything like that. So you, if you wanted to find somebody that's in academia, that's doing research on hops, like that would be another good, like avenue for like resources and stuff. Um, but yeah, I mean, really through our websites too, um, there's an opportunity to, you know, reach out with questions and stuff. And so, um, yeah, I think just putting yourself out there and yeah, just like reaching out to different folks and kind of, yeah, um, seeing who kind of responds back and like opening up those conversations and stuff like that. So, um, yeah, I think if you, yeah, whether through email or social media, stuff like that. Um, so, and then, yeah, in terms of just like trying to pursue a career, I think a lot of it, yeah, will be kind of like seeking out internships, um, it seems like we we start recruiting um, pretty much like now. So if anyone's like interested for the um, 2022 crop year, they can check out our webpage and um, at yakimachiefranches.com and like, you know, just like search through that. And then hopefully then too, that would either lead you to Yakima Chief Hops and things like that. And maybe if they have anything that they're offering and stuff like that too. So yeah, you could kind of go down like that rabbit hole too and things like that. And I know um, Oregon State and then uh, University of Idaho and stuff, they're pumping out like research on hops and stuff too. So like a lot of like interesting things coming out of there, out of those programs. So yeah, you could reach out to any any of those professors. Um, 
usually too, like if you attend like a brewing conference too, um, especially like craft brewers conference, some of these bigger ones too, they'll have, you know, some of these people presenting their research on hops and maybe you could approach them as well too and see like, you know, at different points in the conference and stuff and talk to them and see like, you know, ask them like how they got into hop like research or, you know, things like that and stuff. So, um, yeah. So if that's kind of like the route that you go and, um, you attend, you know, go to like a brewer's conference or yeah, I mean, you could, yeah, probably pick up some info on some hops that way, but yeah, I don't know. There's any like, yeah, numbers away, but yeah, if you are definitely, I would definitely recommend coming out and coming out here for like a summer, hanging out and doing an internship and seeing like what it's all about. Where yeah. <laughs> the magic all happens yeah. right here. <laughs> So what can we in the hop community do to invite more women to pursue these careers? Is it more programs, greater communications, different recruitment efforts, internships, uh, as you suggested? What do you think is the most effective? I think providing internships is helpful. Um, Seeking, you know, really strong, qualified women and, you know, and encouraging them to, like, come out here and, like, see what we're all about. Um, but, yeah, I think um, just even through, like, the Pink Boots chapters, too, like, providing, like, the scholarships and stuff and then trying to, you know, open up that avenue for women and, like, saying, like, yes, like, come, like, apply for the scholarship and um, come out and see what the hop industry is all about and things like that. And yeah, so I think recruiting is probably like, probably it's big. Be... Yeah. I mean that, and that's, that's like my personal perspective on it too is, is recruiting is really important because we, I think that there is an opportunity to bring in talent that maybe we need in this industry yeah. from kind of an outside source essentially. So when I, when I say that, what I mean is like, uh, I mean, I come from a, like a, I come from an ag background, but I went into communications, mm-hmm. but it's like, okay, taking, going into communications and then applying it into the agriculture field. And, you know, with how like this industry is growing and it, it's successful, what we're seeing is more opportunities. And I think that's fantastic. So then going out and be letting people know there's awesome opportunities here. Are you, are you interested in, you know, joining this industry? You don't need to know everything about hops. You you could bring so much talent. That's what the talent that we need, or you don't, you know, maybe you're not familiar with beer, but you are really good at, you know, you know, uh, in the lab, like you are a science nerd. Yeah. You're, you're going to (laughs) thrive in this industry. Uh, like just bringing that kind of different, you know, um, experiences in, I also am a big proponent of obviously storytelling I you know that's why I love doing this podcast because seeing women in leadership and in management encourages women to see there's that there's opportunity for growth in this field and in this industry so that's why it's so important like I I I really want to share these stories um so I was really excited when Yakima Chief Hops asked me to do this uh is to be able to to share that and show that there's tons of growth opportunities there's mm-hmm. uh, diverse opportunities as well from from hop farming to um you know to to brewing to you know uh business management 
um, marketing, sales, there's, there's tons of stuff out there. Um, and then also mentorship. I think that's a huge, yeah. huge component of that. Um, Pink Boot Society is a, is a great way to do that. Um, but also kind of seeing um, how you can help students who are, who are pursuing your career and encouraging like, hey, I think you would be great yes. fit for this. You know, kind of reaching out to people um, with opportunities, I think, is, is really great. So that if they're like, maybe it's not a right fit. And you're telling them, like, apply anyways, apply exactly. anyways, you know? <laughs> even if you don't think you have the qualification, I'm, uh, I will get on my soapbox, but, like, even if you <laughs> don't think you have the qualifications, apply anyways, because, you know, I think about it, it's like, I've never been fully qualified for any job that I've had, but you learn, yes. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> you learn. <laughs> so I think, I think you made, like, amazing points, of like, hands-on experience through, like, internships yeah. and recruitment, and I couldn't agree more with you on, on those different things. Yeah, and I think, like you were saying, too, like, outreach is, like, so important. Yeah. And, yeah, you know, just, too, for, like, those, like, females out there, too, like, you, yeah, you don't have to, you know, want to grow hops or, like, brew with them. But, yeah, you can still, you know, yeah, go into communications or marketing and things like that and still, like, work within, like, this really, like, awesome industry and stuff, too. So, like, it doesn't have to be those two things. There's, like, yeah plenty of other opportunities to still like be a part of the industry and stuff like that. And, um, reaching out to those females that are in those leadership roles and things like that. And just kind of picking their brain a little bit and saying like, okay, yeah. Like how did you get into this industry? And then now you're like, you know, in charge of like managing all the hop sales on the West coast or, you know, things like that and stuff too. So, um, uh, Ashley, do you have any, any key takeaways for our listeners before we wrap up? Yeah, I think, um, I feel like, yeah, we definitely touched on a lot of stuff. Um, the, one of the key things is like, um, well, that I've definitely learned is, you know, don't wait too long to reach out to those resources. Um, I feel like it really took me a long time to really nail down, where I was going and stuff like that. And like, you know, through a lot of like trial and error and stuff, like I've finally got to where I, you know, am, but like, don't, don't wait, you know, like if you think you might be interested in something, definitely like start reaching out to those resources and talking to those people and, um, really trying to see like, okay, you know, and then maybe they tap you in, to like a, like a pink boots meeting, just, Hey, just come and check it out. Or they like tap you into like an internship or something that maybe you could try and things like that. Or like, Hey, there's this research happening. So like, yeah, I feel like, you know, just maybe try to get involved in different ways. Um, and then also like one thing too, that I just learned of recently, and this is like, um, might be a little cheesy, but like, I was like listening, um, to something and like the person was talking about how like you should try to like approach things with like, um, basically like an open heart and like love and stuff. And so like, maybe like, like kind of some of the things we touched on earlier, maybe you are feeling challenged or whatever and stuff like that. Um, and so, you know, or, you know, you want to, open the door for like civil discourse and like you can do that through like an open heart and love like your intentions are really good like even if you disagree with the person and things like that so that's something that like 
I don't know. I heard recently and it's, I've been like thinking about it a lot lately and stuff. So like, how are things like, like what are things that I can do to kind of, um, you know, navigate any disagreements I have to kind of create, you know, healthy conflict or things like that. Um, and then just like, how do I like approach people with like an open heart and things like that. And so, yeah. So I think just kind of, taking that on as a challenge for myself and like so um yeah I would say try to like really approach things with like open mind open heart things like that and stuff which is probably easier said than done but um yeah it's just been something I've been thinking about a lot lately and something I kind of want to try yeah figure out like how do I like do this without getting so upset sometimes or feeling yeah feeling really challenged or like overwhelmed and stuff so yeah (laughs) yeah I I really I really appreciate that point of of seeing if you can can bring that to you know kind of bring that mindset in because I feel like with that mindset what you're going to get is really genuine and heartfelt interactions in your day-to-day life like both personally and professionally um which I think is really important to a like a cohesive communication style, which is just going to help in the workplace. It's going to help in the the community at large of just saying like, can I come into whatever situation um, and kind of look at it from from that mindset? I, I appreciate that point. That was great. Yeah, <laughs> I, I was like, I don't want to go too cheesy, but yeah, I like it. Um, no. But it's just like something because I feel like I'm definitely pretty self-aware of how I'm feeling a lot of times and um but don't necessarily express those feelings very well um and so you know maybe just yeah being quick to anger or things or like getting offended really easily and stuff too so like but I think if we as humans you know just like try to yeah like approach each other um open-minded open-hearted you know we can create those avenues for like civil discourse and stuff too and I think yeah just another key takeaway is like be open to like learning you know um learning you know about the hop industry or you know from the people that you're working with and stuff too and um yeah so I would say kind of yeah like those things just like have an open mind open heart you know, reach out to those, your resources and stuff and see, and like really like lean on us that have, you know, that are here in this industry and stuff. And then, yeah, just, um, become, you know, just like be a lifelong learner too, you know? So yeah. That's a great point. Never stop learning. There's tons of opportunities. There's tons of resources out there. I mean, education wise, uh, our industry loves to talk about our products. So yeah. we put out tons of resources. <laughs> yeah. So if you're curious, there's, there's avenues for, for, sure. for education. Uh, I, I also would encourage anyone to, to dive into the, those available. And I, I think it's a great point of reaching out to those resources. People want to help. People do want Definitely to help do. and want to see others grow and want to see this, this industry, this community thrive. And so, uh, it's, you know, when you think about the personalities of the people within Hop and Beer, you know, it's like, I think of, you know, it's, there's family run operations. So people, yeah. people are, are authentic. They want to help people grow, help people learn. So uh, I think you brought up amazing points today and, <laughs> and I, I really appreciate those, those key takeaways. 
Thank you for, for joining me on the podcast and taking the time to share more about your work experience, what, what brings you to this unique role as an individual, and your perspectives on being a mentor to up-and-coming industry members. I, I think you you brought so many great perspectives um, to, to myself and to the listeners out there. Um, speaking of listeners, thank you for joining us. Uh, we are here to find and share stories about the women in the industry who we are inspired by, and we appreciate you all joining in to listen. We hope that you are just as inspired as we are. Uh, share this podcast with your network and help us spread the word about the contributions of women in hops and beer. Don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss an episode. There are too many golden items of, of wisdom and advice from the guests we have on the show to miss. And as a part of our continuous improvement mindset here at Yakima Chief Hops, please let us know how we are doing with a review. Uh, we really wholeheartedly welcome the feedback. Until we chat again next week, we encourage you to find ways in your daily lives to help lift up the voices of your peers, coworkers, role models, mentees, family members, or a stranger who inspires you. Together, let's create something bigger than beer. Thanks.